0: crochet bays we're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet while we talk about crochet you can crochet too yeah welcome everybody to episode 10, episode Ten. 10 of the crochet bays i'm jess i'm meg and we are the, the crochet, crochet bays, bays.
1: Okay. well that was that wasn't that bad. It I feel like we did. It started strong.
0: And then it, maybe I thought it was a little bit. fine. Well. You pessimist. I, o- <laughs> I always wonder, like, does it sound the same on your end as it does on my end?
1: No, but I feel like there's some times where we have this conversation of like, oh, we butchered that. And then I actually hear the recording back. And I was like, oh, we're, it's we're pretty fine.
0: in sync. Yeah. So, it's, so maybe it's just... we should purposefully do it out of sync. And then when we get the see, finished version, it'll be good. <laughs> see what happens absolutely we just, we're still experimenting but i mean this is a big deal I, we, I feel like we say this every time we're like another episode such a big deal but this one really is a big deal because we're hitting double digits dude
1: like 10th episode
0: 10th episode the big one zero
1: we've said this before and i'll say it again we're a real dang podcast we are
0: a real dang podcast with microphones and headphones. you you have a microphone and a headphone <laughs> i currently am working
1: with air Airp- airpods earpods no not earbuds? airpods
0: earbuds those Words things are hard
1: yes Don't judge me. okay
0: but you know what we're growing it's my Lots apple exciting things are happening
1: product education over here
0: <laughs> we are and not sponsored by apple maybe one day that'd have be amazing they even let us get our podcast on their platform <laughs> yeah apple sponsor us but also let us on your platform please
1: could you imagine if we were sponsored by
0: apple but we still couldn't get the podcast (laughs) on to apple (laughs) apple was like yeah we'd like you to talk about us but we don't want you on the platform Stupid. oh my gosh okay what is uh what's new with you megs Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I feel like that's a shot at me. It absolutely uh, was. (laughs) I'm not okay with it. Now you have to explain.
1: I have been market prepping because I decided to do a market on November 5th and it's a holiday one. So I've been just going to town, making... um, a bunch of stuff for that market specifically right now I'm working on little gift sets so I found some books um and I'm crocheting little um amis to go with the books so I found like a Jonah and the whale one so I made some whales this little alien so I freehanded a little alien to match it and then I have a mermaid one and a Daniel and the lion's den um a baby Moses one and what was the other one I had there was one more Oh a dinosaur. It was a dinosaur. That's what it is. So, I'm just making little little gift sets, you know. I, love I thought that, that idea. would be a cute idea.
0: I, I think they're going to do really I'm really excited to see how those do at your market cuz I feel like I feel like they're going to be a hit.
1: We've had so many conversations about how to price them out recently that if they don't sell, Jessica, I'm making you buy every single one of them. <laughs> you will have.
0: Two, it's going to be my fault.
1: Two Daniel books. Two Jonah books, a Moses book, a mermaid book, a T-Rex book, and an alien book. So you can read to your sweet little kittens.
0: <laughs> I was literally trying to picture like, okay, me buying $300 worth of Meg's books and Ami's. Like, what would I do with those? And in all the scenarios I pictured, not one of them was me reading to my
1: cats. Please make a TikTok of you reading to the cats.
0: Like, this would I be the greatest. You're a bedtime story.
1: or no even better make michael do it on the duncan tiktok
0: yes and he would do all the voices and stuff too it'd be
1: perfect it would go viral it would have to
0: michael would unironically read a bedtime story to our cats that's how much of a cat person i've turned him into and i really didn't even try
1: i think he's more of a cat person than you are like straight up i have witnessed
0: this you guys the student has become the teacher
1: he is so funny with those cats like I think he thinks that they're humans.
0: He treats them like they're humans. He absolutely yeah. does. He really loves those babies.
1: He really does.
0: It's funny. Um, So I am working on, well, first of all, update, because I feel like I've talked about it over the past at least two episodes. Oh, yeah. The blanket, you guys. The blanket. In the words of our Lord and Savior, it is finished, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is not easter
1: time friend
0: (laughs) it's always time to talk about the resurrection okay um so it is it is finished and it's boxed up it's wrapped and it's ready to be opened and i'm so excited to see her open her gift um and i have moved on to making little christmas things i'm trying to find stuff that's like a quick workup that mm-hmm. I can make that's Christmassy for the boutique where I sell my stuff, um, because I really want to make sure that I I give some good seasonal stuff to them for. Um, they're trying, I think November fourth, they're shooting to be like kind of their opening weekend with all their Christmas stuff. Um, so we are embarking on a road trip tomorrow for the wedding. We have like I don't know what it is like a little over six hours to drive there, um, or maybe more than that. I don't know.
1: See, that's so crazy to me because that same location. I it would be like four and a half hours for me, like yeah, I could literally go crash because we wedding. have to
0: drive around Lake Michigan. It takes so much longer. Dang, um, Michigan Lake Chicago, yeah. But anyway, um, I am not driving. My we're actually riding with my parents, so I get to crochet in the car like the whole day tomorrow. So I was trying to find some patterns that like I don't need to take a ton of yarn with me. I can whip mm-hmm. them up in the car as I'm going. So, um, I made three I've made three different three different things I've tested out just since yesterday. So I'm feeling good about that. Um I did a ornament. It's like an ornament cover. It stretches over like a standard <clears throat> sphere bobble and it's got like a little star pattern thing on it. It's really
1: cute. It's cute. Then, I saw it.
0: Yeah, and then I did a gnome ornament. Um it's oh. just like a little gnome. It's super cute. Did you see it?
1: No, you didn't uh, even send me a picture. I'm oh so gosh. offended and um, you call me your Best i'm i
0: think i took a picture of it and if i did i'm gonna show you right now as we're recording this podcast because you need to see it um i did take a picture um can you see it oh hello can you
1: see? like it? barely but it looks adorable it's anyways. very fuzzy yeah. i might need to make
0: one i'm gonna well you know i could have just sent it to you on your phone that would have been smarter you absolutely um, could have <laughs> and i wouldn't have
1: looked so it's fine
0: well, I'm sending it to you now. So, perfect. Um, and then I also just finished before we jumped on to record the podcast a little mini Christmas stocking. And it's oh. just the right size to put. So you can see that one too.
1: Oh, yeah, that's um, adorable.
0: You can put like, you know, gift card. If you wanted to give somebody a gift card, but you wanted it to be a little more fancy, you could put it in there with some candy or like you could put jewelry in there, just like different, different cute stuff like that. So, you
1: finished that right before we hopped on here? Yeah. Oh, so I, that's... Was, I
0: started it today. I see. That's why you were ignoring me. And I
1: sat and waited for 20 minutes.
0: Actually, I was packing for my trip tomorrow, and I didn't okay. have my phone with me, and I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so I'm going to be working on some stockings, I think, and maybe some other ornaments in the car tomorrow. And I'm excited. I love a good road trip and crochet. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. So, anyway, uh, the next question is what you're drinking? <laughs> And I have not that much coffee left, but I am drinking coffee out of my happy fall muck.
1: I'm, uh, you know, just not drinking coffee.
0: What else is new? Anyway, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, she's betrayed us all and we're just we're coming to terms with that
1: listen i descaled my keurig today okay Ooh, it was a process
0: i'm very proud of you it
1: actually, actually was not a process it went very smoothly but it, it it's
0: like actually i just pressed a button but i'm dramatic okay
1: no there was more to it than pressing a button thank you very much
0: all these dang keurigs and their buttons In <laughs> their buttons
1: i'm tired of this grandpa oh
0: my gosh
1: That prevented me from having more coffee today. So I had one cup this morning and then one to make sure there was no vinegar taste. And then I was like, oh, can't have a cup tonight because I've already had two and I'm trying to cut back a little bit. Because 60 to 90 ounces of coffee a day is not healthy. Mm -hmm.
0: Speak for yourself. (laughs) You're like, I'm on my second pot. I actually am. Like... Not even joking. Um although that's between my husband and I. So like Okay, so you drink one pot of I coffee. I drink a day. one pot, which is I don't
1: even know how much coffee that is because I've never owned a like
0: coffee. Actual coffee maker. Yeah, correct. It's a ten cup um coffee pot. But 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 I coffee math is weird because ten cups on a coffee pot is not like ten measuring cups. It's different. like their I their like measurement of a cup is is not I don't think a full measuring cup it's like different so is it like
1: so it's less than eight ounces
0: I'm pretty sure yeah
1: all right but you're still talking about 60 to 90 ounces of coffee
0: (laughs) in one day (laughs) I work from home and I enjoy (laughs) coffee okay let me have my thing now i understand why our sign off is drink coffee crochet be kind listen i'm committed to this okay i don't know what you're doing over there you're trying to but i'm committed trying to indoctrinate everybody (laughs) i never told anybody else to drink a full pot of coffee a day okay i just i'm over here doing my thing okay
1: not me judging you as we say this is a family friendly safe (laughs)
0: environment (laughs) This is how it always
1: is. It's fine. Oh, yeah, except for when we get on TikTok and everyone bullies me. She's like, I'm done with you. I'm done. We're not, we're not going to keep going
0: because it'll, it'll just keep going forever.
2: It really will.
1: And then we won't have a cool ad.
2: This podcast is brought to you by that person at your market saying, I could make that. Have you actually been experiencing some success and confidence in your crochet business? Do you miss your old pal imposter syndrome? Then we have just what you need. The person at your market saying, I could make that. They've perused all your lovely handmade items, glanced at the price tag, and their ultimate response is to assume that they have just as much skill as you. Yes, if you really, really wanted to, you probably could make that. But the question is, and we can't stress this enough, will you, will you? We think not. So the next time you need to be humbled, make sure you look out for that person at your market saying, I could make that. So not only
1: is this episode 10, um, but also we decided that episode 10 needed to be even more exciting, and we needed to bring on another guest to interview. Yes! So for our fellow TikTokers who are in the crochet world, um, you probably are very familiar with this TikToker. Um, her, Her... I was gonna say hashtag but it's not hashtag it's your username or what do we call them? <laughs> handle handle that's the word I'm looking for is um be unique boutique and her name is Laura and we adore her and she actually lives like an hour from me, which is really exciting. we got the opportunity opportunity see I can never talk um to meet in person which is really fun and, and super I'm cool jealous, be jealous way. Holland's super <laughs> jealous too. <laughs>
0: Who isn't?
1: Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, welcome, Laura. Thanks for coming on Thank the you. podcast.
0: We're super excited to have you.
3: Yes. I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited. Thank you. <laughs>
0: now, this is your first, is this your first uh, podcast that you've been a part of?
1: Yes. Ooh, yes. milestone I mean, for yes. you. Us yes. too. Yes. So,
0: you know, we're all <laughs> it is. we're all in this together. I won't sing it. Ah, uh, but it's tempting. Okay. So, do it, um... do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. We're all in this together. <laughs> okay, that's all you get. I didn't do it last time, so I figured this time I would. I would indulge you a little bit.
1: I'm so proud of you. Thank you for that. I really You're needed welcome. it. You're welcome. Anyways, <laughs> So Laura tell us about you. Everyone wants to know every dirty little secret. Oh, maybe tell Ooh. us all the skeletons in the closet. <laughs>
3: Well, I'll just start off with, like, the top-level thing. Perfect. Um, my name is Laura. I live in small-town rural Iowa. I'm married with three teenage kids, and one's almost going to be a non-teenager here in the next couple days. Ooh. And I'm a crochet and knitwear designer. Officially full-time now.
1: <gasps> Ooh, that's so exciting. When did it become official that it was full-time?
3: Well, I was working at a local boutique for the last five years. Mm -hmm. And we decided to close back in May. And during the week I was babysitting my neighbor's son. And I've been doing that since he was six weeks old and he just went to kindergarten. So So I've like got a hundred percent time to, to work on this. That's like bittersweet.
1: (laughs) Like it's sad that you don't have them anymore, but also super exciting that you get to do this full time.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: When you were when you were about to transition to full-time like were you feeling like oh gosh this is really hard to balance at all like you wish you had more time or
3: you mean into like just doing design work Or yeah like
0: because I I'm imagining that you probably were wanting to have more time to focus on it like did it did it feel like oh "Oh, there's not enough time to do everything I want to do and now you have that time
3: Yes. And now I have that time. And now my problem comes in like trying to balance my time. So I'm not, you know, I actually have to make a schedule during the day where I'm like, okay, I have to sit down and work. And I have to, you know, I'm finding that that is what I have to do. you know, I feel like, treat it like a business.
1: (laughs) I feel like balancing your time would be a fabulous podcast episode like how Ooh. to balance your time I struggle with it yeah. we're gonna have to remember to write that down just saying I'm
0: gonna write it down right now before do I do it look about it is it is a thing like when you're kind of your no. own boss all of a sudden it's like oh I I have to actually like manage my hours mm-hmm. and the whole especially when you're home it's like the whole day can be gone just like that and you're like oh shit sure. oh, yeah. where did the day go <laughs>
3: It really is. Oh, I spent six hours on social media. That's why you know what? I was
1: like <laughs> scrolling on TikTok
0: was, on TikTok live for five and a half hours. No, yeah, like yeah, yes. Yeah. But that's even hard because it's like with TikTok kind of being part of the business, you can almost justify it. It's like, well, I'm I'm like growing my thing, which I mean, mm-hmm. in a sense, is true. But in another sense, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to put TikTok away for a little bit. <laughs> So um, I feel like we probably will need to ask this question of each person that we interview <laughs> on the podcast, but I am always super interested to know how did you get started with crochet? Like where did you learn? How old were you? All that, all that good stuff about just kind of your journey into crochet and you can talk about knitting as well.
3: Sure. Sure. Okay. So um, I learned when I was a kid, my grandmother was like, a huge crocheter like she did not leave the house without her yarn and her hook Aww. um my mom also crocheted but she did more of like she used to take t-shirts and material and like cut them in the strips and make these like big rag rugs out of them and she used like mm-hmm. this gigantic hook um but she didn't do like blankets or things like that like my um, grandmother did so um but you know as a kid you don't appreciate it as much, I guess, or you don't, you're like, I got other things to do. So um, I was a stay at home mom for um, several years. And my son went to kindergarten. And I was home with my toddler, my youngest, who at the time, I think was three. And I found myself like really bored. (laughs) (laughs) Because she was a very easy toddler. So um, I got one of those loom knit things that you wrap the yarn around and you mm-hmm. make hats and it came with this crochet hook and I started playing with it and the next thing you know I was like oh my gosh I was I started you know remembering things from years ago and I started doing YouTube videos and the next thing you know I was just I couldn't I couldn't put it down it was like my therapy and I enjoyed it very much and so that was 10 years ago I just celebrated my 10 year crochet anniversary um, yeah because I had like the first project that I made and I don't even remember what it was. It was like a scarf and it was really badly gauged it was. <laughs> 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 but since then I you know I did not put it down and then about um, it was about six months after that I started my knitting journey. so I, they've kind of been like simultaneous back and forth since um, since I
1: started so. Do you have a preference for one over the other?
3: For summer, I am definitely a crocheter. So I like to do more blankets and um, things like that. For knitting is definitely like more like my fall and winter because I like to do more wearables and knitting. Mm-hmm. But I kind of made it a goal for myself this year to incorporate more crochet into my portfolio. And so sure. that's why I've done mostly crochet. As far as like any pattern that I've done so far this year has been all crochet. So
1: that's awesome. Um, what got you into like pattern designing? Like, where? How did how did that come about in the journey of learning to crochet and all that?
3: Um, I would say it mostly came when I was knitting because I. I would see elements of things that I would like in knitting and I wanted to add them into what I was working on. So I was like, Oh, I really like that cable. I want to throw it in this hat. And so I started just kind of like making up my own things as mm-hmm. I went. And then um, my husband surprised me with, I'm, I follow this guy who's a, he's a big knit person and he got me tickets to go to one of his workshops when he was in Chicago. And it was like a shawl design um, workshop so I attended that and it was like as soon as I attended that I came home and I was like this is it this is it's like when you go to see oh, a motivational yeah or something like that and you're really fired up I was like I've got to do this is so much and so I just kind of went from there
1: that's so, awesome yeah so why then did you end up choosing like wearables and over like maybe ami like obviously ami is is kind of a big thing within the crochet world and not saying that wearables aren't, because there's definitely a large market for that as well. But I feel like, especially on TikTok, Amis kind of blow up the scene. So, what what made you like prefer wearables and things to Amis or really anything else? I
3: think it's probably just because that's what I learned how to do first,
1: mm-hmm. and that's
3: what I was comfortable with. And then also, kind of simultaneously in the last five years, I was working at a boutique, and we would have to order clothing from these wholesale websites and I would go on and see like things that I would, Oh, look at that sweater. That's really cool. And I'm like, well, I could probably make that myself, you know? And so I kind of got a lot of inspiration just, you know, from doing that as well.
0: That's
1: cool. That's so awesome.
0: Do you, um, cause I haven't like extensively looked at your whole catalog of stuff, but <laughs> do you, um, do you ever design anything other than wearables or has that been your like bread and butter so far?
3: that's that's been it like hats shawls that. sweaters cardigans um i've done some blankets but you know nothing that's i've i made a bee once <laughs> that's like the bee, the bee. So, <laughs> yeah and and i did it at the, actually i i was making these valentine bees at the beginning of the year and they kind of became a big deal on etsy and i i think i sold um 170 of them
0: (laughs) oh wow and these are are you talking about finished products that you sold or the yeah yeah the
3: finished products I was making bees and um after that I was
1: kind of like okay I'm done making these now you know
0: (laughs) yeah you must have gotten kind of burnt out on those I would imagine
1: I want to know how to make that happen how do I make that happen I don't want to make 170 bees but i would like to sell 170 patterns.
0: <laughs> you would make 20 bees and be like someone make it stop.
1: I made 10 whales and i was like i'm dying. <laughs> they take like 10 minutes to make max.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I don't um, make Amis at all. Never. None.
0: Um i really like that though that you it's like you've kind of found your your niche and you're just really like living in that spot because I think there is a lot of temptation on the internet. It's like, you know, it's like you see everything and there's so many things that you could do. And sometimes there's a temptation to feel like you have to do it all. Um, But you really don't like, it's okay to just find your thing and then just be really good at that. And, um, and you are, you're really good at what you do. And, and I really love your stuff. So like, congrats to you for just like finding your spot and shining, you know? It's, it's um, funny
3: that you say that, though, because I, I actually tried to design an Ami. <laughs> like back in the spring, I was like, Oh, I can make a bunny. And I started to do it. And I was like, What am I doing? I'm out of my zone. And it's because the same thing, I got caught up with watching what other people were doing. And I was like, Oh, I could probably do that. And I'm like, but it didn't feel like you know what I wanted to do and I'm like
1: it really is different like mm-hmm. I think like obviously primarily the patterns that I design are Ami's but um like the blanket I have laying on me is just a granny stripe with just a, a random like design that I threw in and so many people are like would you write out the pattern for us and I'm like oh that's like a lot of work and, and like I've designed intricate you know crochet patterns for Ami's but I'm looking at this like it's a foreign language. Like yeah. it was like, how, how do I write this out and create it into a pattern? Cause I just saw it and did it like in my head. It wasn't, I mean, that's how all patterns are kind of designed in a way, but it's just so, so foreign compared to Ami's.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Um, what would you say too? this? This isn't, um, this is kind of still in that same vein before we, before we move on. um, I know you said when you worked at the boutique that you kind of got inspiration from different, um, wholesale things, but where, where would you say you get inspiration for different designs? Is it like, is it a lot of different stuff or is there a place you kind of go to, to get inspired or,
3: um, you know, I just, I just get inspired. Like I'll see things. It's not necessarily in a store, but I could see like stitch patterns or stuff. I like to go out on like Pinterest and like, I make like color boards and stitch pattern boards, and I I put all of my ideas out there. And um, that way when I'm feeling like, what do you call it when you can't come up with ideas and you're just kind of like, "Uh, I can't think of anything. I just go out there and I'm like, oh yeah, I could use this stitch pattern or this. And then I just kind of go from there and decide, you know, what I'm gonna use, what kind of yarn I'm gonna use. Um, Sometimes it's the yarn. You know, I'll be at the store and i'll I'll run into something and I'm like, "Oh, that would make a really pretty shawl." And I'll just go home and and start working on that. So it's never really like it comes from a place. It's kind of chaotic, you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: which I feel like is a uh, not a rare thing for creative people, yes <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yes a, a lot of things like a lot of my designs that I do stem from wanting to make that item but not finding what I'm looking for. So like, like my grumpy sunflower, for example, was my first pattern I had ever written. And it was me like looking for a sunflower pattern that had a face on it. That seemed like very like showing a lot of emotion. And I just couldn't find anything like that. And I was like, well, fine. Now I got to make it myself, I guess. (laughs) Have you found that to be similar or is it just kind of like, I'm going to design a pattern today and
3: Um, Here it is nothing ever. It's not like a project runway moment. Like it's never like I I sit down and I sketch something out and it. And it, you know, turns out beautifully. It's always I'm working on something. And then usually I call it like the crash and burn and then the epiphany. So usually something goes terribly wrong, doesn't work out. And then, you know, I I need a break from it for a while and then I'll come back to it. And then all of a sudden, like the light bulb clicks. Mm
2: -hmm. And I'm
3: like, Oh, that's what I need to do. Uh, like the sunflower shawl um, that I made over the summer, I'd spent like several days trying to make a half circle shawl and I, the math was just not mathing. Um, it was more like a hexagon. I was having problems with like trying to make it with lace and all this other stuff. And in a moment of frustration, I went and sat outside on my deck and there was the sunflower like growing up right next to our deck, a bird probably randomly dropped a seat or something. And I was, I looked over at it and I was like, that's what I need to do. I need to make like a petal type shape coming out of the center. And I went in and I I started mathing the math. And the next day I was like having a shawl. I love it. (laughs) So it's always go ahead. (laughs) Oh,
1: sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going.
3: It's always like, kind of like this, you know, beauty comes from chaos sort of thing, you know, where things, Mm -hmm. you know never work out the way I want them to, but then like these, it's like a happy accident, like Bob Ross referred to, you know, like yeah.
1: <laughs> we love happy accidents. Yes. And if you have not seen that shawl, you guys need to go on her social media and look at it. Cause it is absolutely beautiful. So it cool. almost has me convinced to make a wearable almost.
0: <laughs> you know what? That would be, that would be really impressive. If, uh if you got Megs to make a wearable, cause she's, I don't know why she's so dead set against it but uh it almost makes me feel like she's not a real crocheter it's you know
1: oh oh okay we're throwing shade tonight I see I see
0: I just want to make sure Meg's is awake she's awake we're good
1: anyway. me. the loud obnoxious one on the podcast you need to make sure she's awake all
0: right okay mm-hmm. oh goodness um okay so we talked about pattern design stuff which is really fun um kind of another side of things that we were really interested to talk with you about is is tiktok which is funny because it's such a like specific thing but we have a lot of friends on the podcast that um are very into tiktok a lot of people who listen to the podcast who also either sell finished crochet pieces or are are doing pattern design themselves and um and they're looking to kind of grow their platforms and you know build a community and all that good stuff, and um. And you've you've done a good job of that on TikTok, so we're kind of just interested to hear um, about your journey on TikTok. So, like, when you, I mean, obviously, when you picked up crochet again, I don't think TikTok was a thing. No. no. <laughs> um. So when did you like jump on to TikTok, and how did you get started? And just kind of tell us a little bit about that at the beginning?
3: Sure. So um, actually, I had no intentions of ever being on TikTok. Um, My oldest daughter used to send me these things from Instagram, and they were called cringe talks. And they were like these Mm -hmm. really crazy videos that people had done on TikTok. And this was back in like the beginning of the pandemics, you know, so we're all Mm -hmm. in the house, we're all you know, finding entertainment in our own ways. And um, she used to spam me with these things. And so finally, it was like, after a few months, she's like, I really want to go see what this other person is doing. So I'm like, well, let's just make a TikTok account. She's like, no, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, I will. So I made (laughs) one. And we, we did it just for the purpose of going out and like watching these like crazy, funny videos, you know, and had no intention of ever having a TikTok because I literally thought it was only like teenage kids dancing and, you know, obnoxious stuff. And then one day I was talking to a friend and she's like, "Um, yeah, but there's all of these really cool craft things out there. And I was like, "What on TikTok? No, there's not. And she's like, yeah, it's kind of like Instagram. You know, you have to go find them. And then when you start following Mm -hmm. those accounts, you know, you'll start, you'll start seeing more of it. So I was like, okay, I have to go out and check this out. And I, the first thing I'm looking up is like crocheters, knitters, you know, um, crafts, all kinds of things. And I started just going out and following all those people. And it was like last year, I think it was like in the summer, I finally decided I was going to make a video. And it was like very like, just threw up a few pictures of patterns and things that I made. And um, it wasn't until like a few months later that I actually even did anything else with it, like even showed my face or anything like that. It's been a very slow progression. Because like I said, I've, I sat there and watched all these videos where people were literally making fun of people. So I'm like, why would I ever want to go expose myself like that, where <laughs> right. somebody could do that. But when I did, I found that, you know, it was very receptive. And the more I became comfortable with with putting videos out there the more you know confidence so to speak i had with doing it and then it finally got to the point where i was like you know i'm going to just be my true authentic self because those are the kind of people that i want to have i don't want to have mm-hmm. like a big crazy following i want to have like friends that have the same you know um likes that i do and have maybe the same kind of personality it's hard to match my personality but you know what i mean like <laughs> Um, And, and when I started going in that direction, that's when I just started feeling better about myself and, and, and the people, the friends that I made and, and it's just kind of gotten better from there, so to speak.
1: Yeah. I love that you said that it's been a slow process because we were supposed to talk about how exciting it was that you hit 10 (laughs) K and then right as. We start, like, we're getting ready to start recording. You inform us that not only have you hit 10K, you've suppressed it, almost doubled it, and blew up a video overnight. So, yes. like, we need to <laughs> stick in this sneaky little question and, like, tell us all about that because that is amazing.
3: That that video was I – was, I had a free shawl that I made. I put it up on my website, and I was trying to get people there, and I've made a lot of – like tutorials and i've done like stitches stitch tutorials i've done like craft tutorials i've done all kinds of things and i have also have like this like funny side where i have like this funny personality and i put up like witty videos and i'm like maybe i can combine the two so i (laughs) just had a video where i was like talking about a new shawl that i put up on my website and it's free and i kind of made like this alter personality from like working in retail for how many years that I have you know type of personalities that come in there and I thought well this could be kind of funny it could be like a like a series or something and so I threw it up and it was getting zero views it was stuck and I went to bed last night on zero and I'm like I'll just get up and try it again in the morning and then I woke up this morning and it was like at 75k
0: (laughs) so wild
1: it is now not at 75k. It's at 309k. Yeah, and that's wild. And you are 300 followers away from 20k. Yes, which is incredible. <laughs> Congratulations to Thanks. you. With that said, for any smaller creators, because now, I mean, I feel like you were a big creator at 10k, but now you're really truly are a big creator. <laughs> Do you have any advice? for any small creators that want to grow?
3: Um, I would just say, find your niche, find what you like to do and, and keep doing that. Um, and then the other thing I would say is stay in your lane. Don't, don't do anything unless you want controversy. Don't go to controversy, you know, stay in your lane. Um, and the other thing I would say is just be yourself, be authentic. Cause like I said, you're going to attract the people that you want and not necessarily, it's more of a, a quality over quantity for me. I'd rather have like the people Mm -hmm. that share the same things than have 10 million followers that don't have anything in common with me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we try to preach that a lot, like more about consistency and follow through than it truly is about the number. Because if you have the same amount of people coming back every time, you have some loyalty there, and you have a true following versus one video going viral, all these random accounts following you, and then you having really no connection with those people exactly. in any way. Yeah.
0: But hey, if it happens, we're not going to be mad about it, right? <laughs> no. I mean,
1: if tomorrow someone just loves my last video and, and wants to give me a million followers, I, I will accept that with open (laughs) arms.
0: so I'm actually interested to know because um I think everybody kind of has their own process and I just think it's interesting but it might be helpful to some other people listening too Mm -hmm. um for for like uploading do you have do you plan that out ahead of time do you have kind of like a calendar or do you just upload whenever you feel like it like what what does that process look for you as far as when you're uploading or how often or what types of videos I'm, I'm always interested to in know like different approaches people take to that.
3: Sure. So like over the summer, I would say like when my account really started to grow, I would have to kind of plan the days that I would do my like filming, so to speak, where, mm-hmm. you know, the kids were outside or doing something and because I can't have somebody in the room <laughs> doing it. Um, and so I would kind of have to plan around that. And then lately since it's, you know, I'm just have time during the day, I just kind of plan that time where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just spend an hour, half hour, whatever it is, and just come up with um, an idea. And some mornings, I have like a 100 ideas. And some mornings, I have like zero ideas. And um, the days that I have like a 100 ideas, I'll sit there and actually like, find an audio and I'll just record a clip of like the wall. And I'll, I'll put like the text, what I want to say, and then just stick it in my drafts. And that way, when I have the time to like go in and film it, I, I have an idea. So like a lot of my ideas come like late at night when I'm watching videos and I see audios or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I could do this with it. I'll literally record my ceiling <laughs> and put like text over it and say, this is what you want to do with this. So um, there is a little bit of
1: planning, but I would say that a lot of them are just um, off the top of my head. I love that. That is such a good idea. I've never, I mean, like I favorite audios to use that I like and I'm like, oh, I could use this later, but I've never thought about actually like writing in a draft that tells me this is what I want to do with this audio. That is so genius.
3: I love that.
0: (laughs) That's smart. Yeah. And do you, do you upload once a day, more than once a day?
3: Um, I try to do at least Monday through Friday. Okay. Once a day. In like Cause a I, of I don't days. know if it's
0: just the algorithm really my algorithm really likes you because I feel like you're always popping up I'm like wait I don't know if it's just like older videos that will pop up too or, or either that or I'm like dang she's like uploading all the time but I think it's just the algorithm is like here's more of her <laughs> which is you know fine.
1: crazy Jess is like we go live together you know we're always interacting in each other's lives like we interact with each other a ton and TikTok never shows me your videos like
0: I'm so always. Like, we know you see enough of her. <laughs> it's seriously
1: though. It's always like showing me videos from like months ago, and I'm liking something you
0: posted like 21 days ago. Yeah, it do be like that sometimes.
1: It makes me look like a horrible friend. It's like <laughs> you don't care about
0: your friend. Oh gosh, it's fine. TikTok knows how you really feel about me. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, so um, so Laura, what is coming up next for you? Is there anything that you're – I don't know. Do you have any, like, patterns that you're working on? I
3: just uh, finished my first crochet sweater because, like I said, I've done a lot of knitted ones. Mm-hmm. And so crocheting a sweater has been a challenge because it's completely different math than, than knitting. So it's actually – Finished and I've just reviewed like all of the sizes and so I'm hoping to send it out to um, some pattern testers in the next few days.
1: Ooh, right. so do exciting. you like have a handful of people that you have pattern test for you, or do you like do a tester call? Like, I what what's... I have found
3: them. Um, I've done pattern testing calls in the past, and I find that it's kind of like I don't know, it's a little chaotic because you never yeah. know if they're going to actually get back to you. And I've had people that have said, Hey, I'm sorry. I haven't had a chance to work on this or something's come up and I've always been like really flexible about that. Okay. That's fine. But yeah, I found like several people that are just like, Hey, you got a new one. I'm I'm ready to go. So
1: (laughs)
0: that's awesome. I love that. Nice. Um, And then where can everybody find you on the interwebs?
3: Um, My website is beuniqueboutique.com. And I have all, almost all of my patterns. I do have a few more out on Ravelry under the same name. And then Instagram, same Be Unique Boutique. And on TikTok, same Be Unique Boutique. So
1: awesome. Yeah. And we will have that in the show notes for you guys because not only does she have an awesome and unique name, it's spelled pretty unique <laughs> too. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you guys will be able to click on all the things and find all the things and all the beautiful patterns and it's very exciting. Yay! I really Laura, need to make that sunflower shawl. Like You do. We-
1: I feel like you do. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do. Laura, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We have had a blast hanging out with you and we're so glad that you got to celebrate our 10th episode with us. Yay. Yeah. Thank
3: fun. you. It was fun. It was fun.
0: Good. That was ooh, jeez! I almost knocked over my coffee. That was the goal. (laughs) Party foul. That would have been a really great way to end the episode. Me just smashing my coffee.
1: Oh dang it! What the heck? That's what I picture you saying when you spill your coffee. (laughs) Can we just get
0: see now? Dang it! What the heck? No, actually, what I really say, if something (laughs) goes wrong, like, if I hurt myself or I break something, my go-to phrase is, frickin' chicken.
2: Frickin' chicken.
0: (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Like, I slammed my shin on the um, frame of our car earlier today, and that was definitely what what, uh, came out of my mouth. Frickin' chicken, man. Frickin' Chicken. (laughs) Have you have you seen the thumb movies?
1: No. What you've
0: never seen the
1: thumb wait, movies? Wait,
0: maybe I don't know. I feel like, like you're unlocking a memory from like seventh oh, grade or something.
1: Michael, I just I I know Michael would love these. I just know it. There's like thumb wars and thumb tannic oh, okay, and wait, bat I've,
0: thumb. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I seen and them. like Blair what does this thumb have to do with anything? Okay,
1: because in Blair thumb, when when they're like <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> instead of instead of saying cuss words they say oh spit oh spit and like that is my absolute favorite thing ever so anytime i'm i like knock something over or break it i'm like oh spit (laughs) (laughs) and freaking chicken
0: just reminded me of oh spit you can add that to your repertoire of uh cursing alternatives you're welcome (laughs) Michael has a bunch of good ones too, but I can't think of any of them at the moment. Um, besides, get wrecked, Dennis. Get wrecked, Dennis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's our new favorite. I knocked something over, and I hope it wasn't a loud thud in the podcast.
0: I don't think, I didn't hear anything. So okay, good. I think you're good. All right, well, goodness, we've gone off on lots of rabbit trails. But anyway, now that we've just googled to ourselves for 10 minutes, once again, Laura, thank you so much yes, for being on the podcast so guys. with
1: us. You guys, it is time for probably arguably my favorite portion of this whole podcast every single week. Mm -hmm. It's time for shut up and take my money.
0: Just shut up, would ya? (laughs) Take my money. (laughs) That sounded so... Aggressive? uh, Yeah. but also
1: really not aggressive at the same time.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a balance that I uh, aim to.
1: I'm really proud of that skill that you have. It's (laughs) it's really impressive. Years of practice. (laughs) Okay. So what's
0: on the menu for today? Yeah.
1: Let me tell you. So this is a unique one. Um, It's not, uh, it's not something you'd expect, but from what I've heard, it's quite a um, handy
0: tool. Yeah. And so let's put a disclaimer on this. Yeah. Which so, is that it's, it's not something that either of us have actually really tried out yet. No, not yet.
1: But I have the ability. I just you have the
0: item. You just haven't used it in the way that everyone has been talking about.
1: Right. So um, my friend Kim, Hooked by Kim, is the one who actually recommended this to me. And I was like, this is genius. I own one of these because I have small children. So if you're familiar with a pillow thing called a boppy pillow, and um, sorry about that. My, uh,
0: my sorry just... about my successful business popping off. <laughs> <laughs> Someone forgot to put her phone on silent. <laughs> just a little flex there in the middle of shut up and you're know, like, shut up and take my money. How about shut up and give me money?
1: Okay, okay. (laughs) All right, back to shut up and take my money. All right, boppy pillows. Let me tell you, friends, um, if you're not a mom, you probably don't know what this is, except for you probably do because they've been around forever and they're great. So a boppy pillow is – it looks similar to, like, one of those travel neck pillows, but it's a lot bigger and it's designed to wrap around your waist um, so that you can, like, breastfeed your baby or just, like, let them lounge in it or whatever. So Kim was telling me that she had watched a TikTok of this lady using one um, to support her arms while she was crocheting. And like knowing how well it supports your arms while you're breastfeeding um, a baby, I'm like, heck yeah, that would totally work. And that would work amazing. So
0: (laughs) I explained to Jessica that this needed to be a shut up and take my money. It needed to be. Because we don't like to just do the obvious stuff, you know. We like to right. really just um, look <clears throat> for the interesting, the unique, the maybe uh, things that you haven't seen or heard of yet. And I certainly hadn't heard of this one. No, so.
1: and and obviously it's not a crow like crochet item legitimately, but it is a useful tool while you are crocheting.
0: Yes, So any way we can eliminate pain or uh-huh. tiredness, soreness. Like, we, we got to do that, right? And I feel like it would help with your posture a lot, too, because, like, oh, yeah. how much
1: of our doing the C-shape in our spine? Over thing. Yeah, Ugh. and I'm, like, notorious for doing it. And this, I feel like, would really help with that as well. Yeah. So boppy pillows in themselves aren't necessarily a cheap item. However, the great thing about boppy pillows is there's always a mom on Facebook Marketplace trying to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. So like you can find them all over the place and you can go on Etsy and you can find cute like little covers for them. Like I'm I'm just going down a rabbit hole for you guys now. (laughs) So you can buy a boppy pillow from a mom who is like phasing out of it off of Facebook Marketplace. Then you can go on Etsy and you can find people who like sew adorable covers for them. And you can have this fancy cute little boppy to support your arms while you crochet. I love that. And if
0: you, you know, if you can't be bothered to do all the searching on Facebook and you just want to buy one, we'll throw in in our our Amazon storefront as well. We absolutely will. Because there's lots of cute ones. There really are. Also, you know, if you want to be extremely budget savvy like me, uh, another alternative that I just thought of that probably wouldn't work that well, but it is a very funny visual (laughs) 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 is, is if instead of getting a boppy pillow... You just got like a Dollar Tree. <laughs> what are those called? Um, um, lifesaver, like a pool ring thing. Why can't I think of the word for that? Oh, like a uh, um,
1: uh. Oh man, I know what a tube—an inner—an tube. inner tube. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and just step into Could it. Cause you. <laughs> then you can even have an armrest if you're standing, because it would go all the way around your hip. <laughs> I definitely need to make a TikTok of that now. Look at us like being standing around in my living room we with should, an inner tube around my waist.
1: We should 100. Okay, here's, here's man, we got to do this. We need to duet each other and make a TikTok <laughs> of me using the boppy and you using the blow-up inner tube and us crocheting with them.
0: And, you know, honestly, I feel like that's merch. You know, we could brand inner tubes that say, like, the crochet bays. Yeah, we could. The crochet bays arm rest buddy or something and then that would be on the inner tube and then everybody could buy them and wear them and be very cool
1: and they work for all the seasons you can literally use it indoors to support your arms while you crochet if you like to go snow tubing take it outside and go snow tubing with yes. it um, for those that live in warmer weather take it to the beach or the pool like crochet in the pool crochet in the <laughs> pool with crochet base march. Coming summer
0: 2023. Possibilities are endless.
2: This podcast is brought to you by winning a game of yarn chicken. There are a handful of things on this floating rock we call earth that bring pure joy. Watching the sunrise, diving into a plate of expertly prepared chicken parmesan, holding your newborn for the very first time. But none of those experiences hold a candle to the pinnacle of our human experience. Winning a game of yarn chicken. Every stitch until the end of your project is a hope, a wish, that you will succeed. Will it be enough? Only time will tell. You make your way to the last few stitches, and your confidence soars. What jubilation! What jubilation! (laughs) You've just won the most important game! So thank you once again to today's sponsor, Winning a Game of Yarn Chicken. I don't know what that means. Um, so quick
1: little announcement for you guys. Uh, we decided to be real crazy. And for episode 11, we are going to give you a market recap 2.0.
0: Yes, Because yes, honestly, the market queen. recap episode was really popular.
1: It was. it was. It was a good episode. And very
0: and helpful in, to a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have a little bit more knowledge and experience
0: mm-hmm. that it'll and, be. It, and. Go ahead. And.
1: Rude interrupting <laughs> I'm me. so sorry. I feel like we have a little bit more input that we can add. And just like, this is my last experience and things like that. Plus, we're in the middle of the holiday season where markets are ramping up it's a good reminder for people
0: mm-hmm. so my and was going to be and it's not just going to be our knowledge that we're yeah
1: you guys okay so it's surprise we're gonna have another person on the podcast <laughs> instead instead of spacing it out because why not right but this time we're gonna do it a little differently. So instead of interviewing said person, we're actually going to have them be a guest co-host. Yeah. So they're going to just, like, chill, hang out, and, and host the podcast with us and really oh, give yeah. insight. Um, so I'm not going to tell you who it is. You're going to have to wait and find out. But Ooh. we adore her. She's great. And she's a very experienced and knowledgeable crocheter when it comes to markets and the business side of tiktok in general so get ready in two weeks from now to find out who's co-hosting the podcast with us
0: Hmm. very exciting so that about wraps up the episode for today make sure that you go and check out all of laura's stuff and make sure that you I don't know what else what else do they need to do if you're not following us on tiktok the crochet base make sure you follow us we have hit a thousand followers so we are able to go live now which is really exciting yeah we'll plan some things out so those are all the things we hope you enjoyed the episode today and until next time crochet drink coffee and be kind okay bye crochet while we talk about crochet while we talk about crochet you can crochet too
3: yeah